the year 1953. A plane touches down at Smithy's Airport in Sydney. On board is an American named Lee Gordon. The Australian music scene will never be the same again. From then until now, these are the stories. Hey there, this is Josh Ersam, and you're listening to Awesome Aussie Songs. This episode is on Tony Worsley and the Fabulous Blue Jays and their hit song Velvet Waters. Our special guest is Tony Worsley. Tony Worsley and the Fabulous Blue Jays came together when leading promoter Ivan Damon teamed up Brisbane singer Tony Worsley with well-known Melbourne band The Blue Jays. Damon made Tony an offer he couldn't refuse. I think I got four and a half quid, finished my apprenticeship back in early 60s. And Ivan said, do you want to go to Melbourne for 35 quid? And I went, whoa, yeah, <laughs> like a millionaire. <laughs> and that's how I got to go to Melbourne and join the band. Ivan Damon first made his name as a promoter before branching out into various facets of the entertainment industry. He launched his own record label, Sunshine Records, and apart from Tony and the Blue Jays, they also recorded Normie Rowe and the Playboys, Frankie Davidson, as well as Marcy and the Cookies, to name just a few. With Sunshine Records, Ivan mostly looked after the business side of things and left the running of the studio to legends in the making Pat Alton and Nap Kipner. Damon's aim was to control all aspects of his performer's career, such as recording, marketing, touring and music publishing. Here's Normie Rowe talking about Ivan. You can also check out Normie's full interview, which is episode 12 of Awesome Mozzie Songs. Ivan was, um, I, he, he was in charge of the big picture, you know. In fact, uh, he, he was running dances in Adelaide. He came to Melbourne, bought a couple of theatres and then saw the competition and decided to buy those, those venues out. And then uh, at the same time, he bought the 99-year lease on Cloudland Ballroom in Brisbane, which was the biggest ballroom in the Southern Hemisphere. And he ran his whole show from that place. And from, from the t- that time, the early time, when I was, I think it was about 64 when I first went to Brisbane with Bobby Shaw, uh, we drove from Melbourne to Brisbane in, in Bobby's uh, Beetle. And we went up there and we sang at a few of Ivan's dances up there. But uh, at that stage, Ivan had the big picture. He was, he was looking at, he loved the industry. He was a bit, bit of a big baby in many ways. But, you know, he had this, the, this big picture, the global brain. And, and uh, as time went on into the 70s, he had this great big whiteboard uh, with on, down the left-hand side all the bands and across the top all the venues. <laughs> and he, he, would, he, he could look at all of this and see, all right, we're going to have 
um, Joe Bloggs and uh, whatever they are in Darwin, and then they're going to finish on Saturday night, but they've got to start in Alice Springs on Wednesday. So they've only got two or three days to get down to Alice Springs. And then after they do Alice Springs, they're going to go back up and across to Mount Isa. And he had these people, everybody used to call it Ivan Damon's magical mystery tour because you never knew where you were going to be playing next. But the thing is, everybody had four, five, six nights a week work, constant. Not everybody got paid all the time, on time or any of that sort of thing. Um, He didn't do everything right. But let's face it, had he not been there, there wasn't anybody who had a big enough vision to be able to do this great big thing that was taking place. Before teaming up with Tony, the Blue Jays were one of Melbourne's most popular bands, having formed in 1959. They released several singles and a full-length album on the Crest label. Here's leading Melbourne DJ Stan Rofe. Well, they have a brand new label here right now called Crest. Uh, the Bestless Press is on a Crest, so the regular company suits. Well, I don't know so much about the Bestless Press being on a Crest, we have the Blue Jays here. <laughs> Good idea, fellas. Here we have here. Would you like to come over and introduce yourselves? Just briefly, if you don't mind too much. What's your name? Laurie Allen. What do you do for the group? Uh, I do all this. Uh, see. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I know you do, Laurie. Quite frankly, saw you at Newmarket Theatre. I think you're really great, fellas. Who else is here? Frankie Brent. Frankie Brent. Rhythm. Frankie Brent. Rhythm guitar. <laughs> Frankie Brent. Rhythm guitar, yeah. And sing too. Okay, Frankie. Thank you. This boy I think we had last night. What's your name again? As if we don't want to know. Bobby Johnson. <laughs> What's your position? Uh, yeah, I'm in the back. <laughs> yeah, go on. Tell us. On the drums. On the drums, that's good. You built a rather fine sound. And sing. You all Yeah, that'll be the day. It's Christmas time, yes. Here we have the larrikin. Texan, that is. The Texan? Yeah. All right. Right. Come on, Long John. <laughs> Oh, yes, I play the bass. You play the bass? Yeah, not people on there, too. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> well, sit down there. <clears throat> and they're very charming, delightful uh, manageress, Mrs. Watson. She looks charming tonight, too. Uh, today, I should say. You're getting me all messed up now, see? Now, I like to hear the little record the boys have made. Let's sincerely wish them all the best of luck here in Melbourne, too, because their Melbourne boys and Melbourne talents are certainly losing these days. All right, now, I'd like to hear that record. Should we play it? You think so? Think we should? What's the name of this record, by the way? (laughs) Everybody loves Saturday night, especially at Cheltenham. The Blue Jays would undergo various lineup changes over the years, and for a time the band's vocalist was Laurie Allen. In future years, he would go on to find massive chart success as one half of the duo Laurie and Bobby, after he teamed up with Bob Bright. The duo had many hit records, none more popular than the chart topper Hitchhiker. I could like you a 
And you never will Here I stand And the cars go by Some of them honking Some just wave high It seems like life and the cars Both just passed me by Hitchhiker You know No special place to be going I just go whichever way the wind's blowing It's hot today I'd kind of like to be where it's snowing Well, I don't know Maybe I'll just stay here where the green grass is growing Hey, here comes another car I wonder Is he slowing down? Hitchhiker? reached out to touch the sky Is this the sky that I reached out for? Just the dust of the road Nothing more Hey, here comes another car Hitchhiker Hitch Hiker Hitch Hiker Like a restless tiger You Stand still And you never will The Blue Jays' second single was Wolfman and would be the final song the band would release with Laurie Allen. while popular in Melbourne, had yet to find any national chart success and would go through a few more lineup changes before Ivan Damon decided to team up the band with Brisbane singer Tony Worsley. Tony had immigrated with his family from England in 1958. Just prior to departing for Australia, Tony won a big talent contest that saw him win first prize, a recording contract with Decca Records. Judges included the UK skiffle king Lonnie Donegan as well as Tommy Steele. With the new life in Australia already planned, Tony's dad torpedoed any plans he had of a recording career in the UK. Tony was forced to turn down the contract with Decca, and they boarded a ship and headed to the other side of the world. For a while there, Tony and his father's relationship was a bit frosty. Once in Australia, the family settled in Brisbane, and Tony went about establishing his career down under, singing whenever and wherever he could. With his British accent and his long mop-top hair, 
he would go on to be dubbed the Brisbane Beetle. I migrated out here from England in 1957 and I won a talent quest in London and Lonnie Donegan and Tommy Steele were the judges and I won a Decca Records contract but my dad said no because we're migrating to Australia. So when I come to Australia I just pestered bands to sing and I was only 15 and they're going, you know, rack off your little runt, you know, sort of stuff, you know. And then I became Brisbane's Beatle and got really popular around Brisbane. I had long hair and and Ivan saw that and he saw me one day and he said, would you like to come to Melbourne and join the Blue Jays? They're a great band, awesome band. The sax and, the, you know, in it, that was pretty raunchy. Yeah, it was good. Then they, when they first saw me, I had long blonde hair, brown skin, I was a surfy. <laughs> <laughs> shaking my hair, you know. <laughs> Tony's father still wasn't convinced of a career in showbiz for his son, so he made sure Tony got a trade to fall back on. Not that he's ever had to take up his fallback option. My dad said you had to finish your apprenticeship, which I was the sailmaker um, before that, because singing is not really a job, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you need something to fall back on which I've never fell back anyway. <laughs> Ivan Damon's first release for Sunshine Records was the Blue Jays, and they released the instrumental Jay Walker in October 
pairing Tony with the Blue Jays proved to be a masterstroke on Damon's part. The Blue Jays' quality musicianship was matched by Tony's soaring vocals. Tony's frantic stage presence made for an amazing show that quickly saw them become fan favourites. Sunshine Records' other big star of the day was Normie Rowe. Now lifelong mates, the singers once had a fierce rivalry that saw the two trying to outdo each other. And I was on stage and I had a half an hour to go and the manager there with Normie saying, uh, get off, get off. And I went, <laughs> I was miming a swear word there. <laughs> and, and the place, I said, well, I'm going to work this place till it riots. And it went crazy, you know. And then the next newspaper in Sydney, you know, like Normie Road causes riot. That was my riot. <laughs> we, I mean, if I was number one and Normie with Kesarai was number two or vice versa, we'd, every night we'd swap who's the star. And then I, I don't know what happened. Normie must have spoke to Ivan and he, he said, I want to go and last all the time. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> and some halls they nearly had to rebuild. <laughs> They all fell in the moss pit and it was really, I'd do that door song, come on up, and then all the girls come up and go. <laughs> I mean, now we're really good friends. And every time he sees my kids, he said, you know, if it wasn't for Tony, um, I learned so much more from him because you don't want to follow him. The first release by Tony Worsley and the fabulous Blue Jays came just one month after the release of Jay Walker with the single, I Sure Know A Lot About Love. Sure know a lot about love 
Tony quickly gained a well-earned reputation of a wild party man. As they say, sex, drugs and rock and roll. He was living a young man's dream. I was, I was a rock singer. Yeah, man, it, the girls, it was like going in a shoe shop. Now, which one will you pick, you know? <laughs> For Ivan Damon, when it came to pushing the careers of his two leading men, he soon realised that Normie was the singer willing to play the game. Tony's interest was about making great music, but also having a great party at the same time. And then he found out I was too wild because he, he, he was going to pick me for King of Pop, but he, he, not a, he don't do pop. And so Normie, Normie was always wanted to go there, you know, like he remembered everybody's name and that. And I just parted through my whole career. Sunshine released another Blue Jays instrumental in January 65 with Motivate. Tony and the Blue Jays then toured with UK bands The Kinks and Menford Man on an Australia-wide tour. The rock and roll party continued at full steam for Tony. The band's next release came in March 1965 and it was a top 20 hit in Sydney, just a little bit. Showing the hit and miss thinking in the music business sometimes, 
For some reason, just one month later, Sunshine followed up with another Blue Jays instrumental, Zoom Gonk. And compared to the previous cracking single, Just a Little Bit, Zoom Gonk seemed an odd choice to release, and it sank without a trace. The band's biggest hit came in October 1965 with Velvet Waters. It came by chance at the end of a recording session at the festival studio in Sydney. They had just finished laying down an album when one of the band's members suggested to producer Nat Kipner that they have a go at recording the song. Kipner agreed and the song was done at lightning speed. I didn't even think there would be a hit, but the guitarist that mentioned it, he said, yeah, it was Jimmy Ceriso, yeah. Yeah, he said, what, what about this song, you know? We recorded it in about 20 minutes. (laughs) I mean, even Missing You and and Running My Heart and that, they're all in the top 10, but um, Velvet Waters for some reason triggered the public. You know, even guys, they said, oh, man, I love Velvet Waters. We played that at our wedding and, oh, man, I just feel so blessed that people remember me now and I'm so glad for... YouTube and all that, my great, 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 great grandkids can see pop down the road when I'm gone, you know. One instrument on the recording of Velvet Waters that gave it a distinct sound is the echolette. And it was really good with that echolette, you know, look at that, that first part of the song, you know. No one can do it. Maybe they haven't got the same equipment, I don't know, but yeah, it's hard, it's hard. Velvet Waters originally came to life as an instrumental in 1959 when American band The Megatrons released the song. It was written by William Plunkett and it would reach a high of 51 on the American charts. Velvet Waters wasn't released in Australia, but it was used as a theme song by a number of leading radio DJs of the time, including John Laws, Stan Rofe and Pete Copperart-Smith. The instrumental sparked the interest of Australian singer Bruce Gillespie, who commissioned Dorothy Dodd to add lyrics to the tune. Local songwriter Dodd had great success writing lyrics to traditional songs. She is perhaps best known for writing the English lyrics to Granada. Here's Frank Sinatra's version. Soon it will welcome the stars While a gang of guitars play a soft habanera Then moonlit Granada will live again The glory of yesterday Romantic Hey, 
Bruce Gillespie was born in India in 1941, before his family relocated to Melbourne when he was in his mid-teens. He released the song in 1960 on the HMV label, and it was a national top 20 hit. Shadows in the night Weave a spell of magic and delight Where the velvet waters lie Underneath the tropic sky I never will forget Each enchanted moment since we met Oh, how many dreams come true In this paradise for two When you're close to me I hear a strange new love song And when we kiss The velvet waters whisper Will you be mine eternally soon? The stars will fade away, dawn will bring another lovely day, and the velvet waters know I will never let you go. Well, Bruce Gillespie did it ten years prior to me, and I saw him up at, um, he lives at Moore Park near Bundaberg, and he came round to my show when I was up there, and he said, I'm lucky I recorded it before you, and I did do it after you. <laughs> lovely man, lovely man. For Tony, Velvet Waters would become his signature song, and he would even go on to name his Sunshine Coast restaurant and function centre after the song. He remembers the first time he heard Velvet Waters played on the radio. Yeah, we were driving from Brisbane down the Gold Coast to do a show. And it was down the highway somewhere. It was pretty amazing. And I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. They played it and went, gee, that's us. That's us. <laughs> We've made it. Wow. Tony and the Blue Jays' version of Velvet Waters topped many state and regional charts, as well as going number one on the leading radio station Top 40 shows in Sydney and Melbourne. Following the success of Velvet Waters, Sunshine decided to release another ballad, Missing You. The single reached number 25 on the national charts. While consistently Tony's best material was the rockier songs, he became somewhat typecast as a balladeer with the success of Velvet Waters. My next hit was Missing You and the next one Raining In My Heart and then you're branded. Bloody hell. (laughs) The sun is out Show, but soon 
Ivan Damon came across a way to get his stars like Tony performing regularly and selling plenty of records at the same time. And Ivan, um, because television, a lot of people didn't have television back in the early 60s, you know, um, and he, 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 run, he was friends with Frank Foster, who run the tent shows in the, at the showgrounds, you know, all that stuff. And I, I did all them all the way around, you know, Australia. So, you know, we're doing like, I don't know, I did about 3,000 shows in about as many minutes. <laughs> You'd only get on stage and there'd be, um, what's his name, jump in my car, Ted Mullery, he was on, on one of them and Normie did the tent shows because you can get out to the country, you know, the people out there to meet you because they didn't get to see you. They heard you on radio, of course, but... If they had a music shop, you'd always go down there and sign records before you left town, you know. Yeah, it was pretty wild. The final single with Tony and the Blue Jays was Something's Got a Hold on Me. It was a top 10 hit in Melbourne, but it failed to chart nationally. Tony then parted ways with the Blue Jays and he released several more singles. However, the rock and roll lifestyle soon caught up with him. He'd spent several years burning the candle at both ends and he realised he needed to mend his ways and get healthy. I never planned anything. I, I, I floated all over the place. You know, uh, I'd go to Cairns. And I even had the swinger circuit all around Australia in a pub and one band moving the house out while the other band's packing up and going to the next town, you know, sort of thing. And uh, and I liked Cairns, so I stayed there for a few months. <laughs> you know, and, I, I, and then uh, I loved the South Pacific and I loved um, up north. I think it was good for me because I got really into pet pills and stuff, you know, and purple arts and all that sort of stuff, really bad. And I, it was awful because I felt dirty. I saw scratching and... It was it was all oh it's horrible. I can still remember it, you know. But I went up there and I got really fit. I lived with some bodybuilders and did all that and got really fit and yeah. So and then I went back. Jimmy Barnes came up in 1970 and I went, oh geez, gotta get back into it now, you know. So I went to Sydney, but it all changed. It was all clubs, you know. <laughs> Tie a yellow ribbon round the old oak tree get real <laughs> so i didn't stay into that too long here's tony talking about studio wizard pat alton followed by a track off the 1966 album my time of day the song is how can it be members of the backing band include vince maloney from the bgs and the aztecs and legendary australian drummer jimmy thompson and it highlights tony at his rock and best well that my time of day album where we had vince maloney 
and Jimmy Thompson on drums, uh, he couldn't get the sound that he wanted, so he went down to the car and ripped the speakers out, and then he he drove overdriving to get distortion because you couldn't just press a pedal, you know. And that was in "How Can It Be," you know, in that song. Yeah, so yeah, we we were experimental. Tony also performed on cruise ships, and he believes he struck gold when he met his now wife, Annie, aboard one of these cruises. One door closed, another one opened, so I went on a cruise ship. Had a wonderful time, really good time, you know. I had a huge harem, <laughs> but I, that's where I met Annie, and she's the only girl that never came to my cabin. Highlighting Tony's set of pipes and what a brilliant life performer he is, here's Tony performing live in 1992 with his version of Procol Harum's Wider Shade of Pale. We stood the line and then go Turn the car here and the floor I was In total, Tony and the Blue Jays released three full-length albums 
8 EPs and 14 singles through the Sunshine label. Okay, that's enough of the talk. Here's Velvet Waters by Tony Worsley and the Fabulous Blue Jays. Thanks for listening to Awesome Aussie Songs. Thanks to Tony for your time, and thanks to Tony Worsley and the fabulous Blue Jays for the music. Hi, this is Molly. You've just listened to a podcast brought to you by Marcos Promotions, written and produced by my dad, Sheldon the Kangaroo Kip. And presented by Josh Ursum. This is Molly Kidd saying to my good friend, Holly Kirsten, Hit it, girl! Just stop and stare in the shower